you're if you're entering a trade and you don't know exactly how much you're risking on that trade then you're gambling if you're placing a trade with no stop loss you're gambling if you're placing a trade that where you don't have like a point of where price needs to get to for you to exit that trade or take partials you're gambling because i think it would correct me if i'm wrong but you know i gotta ask you and sam cavanaugh kind of got into it a little bit on twitter right <laughs> all right traders we're back with another amazing episode so today i'm solo i'm sitting down with mads the trader if you know her on twitter madison is awesome she's affiliated with bespoke funding fx connect we talk all about her trading journey we talk about some of these events that she's working on in the uk and what's coming up with that we talk about Vima and Verve since both her and I were in network marketing like over 10 years ago. It's crazy. The similarities are always good. The video quality at the beginning here is a little off. I mean, she is across the world, so we got to give it, you know, cut me some slack here, everybody. We're doing Zoom podcasts. So just bear with me. The video quality does get better. The audio is great. So just listen in. Mads is awesome. You guys are going to love this. Make sure you check out the links in the description. I've got tons of stuff for you down there. Thank you for your time. I appreciate your attention always, everybody. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any of our future episodes and enjoy the conversation with Mads the Trader. Real quick, traders, a break from the podcast. I have to thank our sponsor, Lux Algo. Lux provides a wide variety of trading indicators on TradingView. Specifically, they have three premium indicators that use AI to generate trade ideas. These signals are actually now aligning with my A2 strategy, which you've heard me talk about many times, which to me is like a double confluence for really great trade ideas. So no matter how you trade, Lux has a solution for you. They have a ton of SMC, ICT, trend based indicators as well that are part of their suite of indicators. So I highly recommend you check them out. But specifically, tomorrow, November 20th, they're dropping brand new features, including a new backtesting feature on their software, on their platform. So I've got links in the description, not only to get you early access to that backtesting software, but I'm going to save you some money as well if you use the code in the link down in the description. So again, thank you to LuxAlgo. Good luck to everybody who tries out their indicators. I think you're going to love them, especially you're going to love this Black Friday deal. So hit the link, check it out. Let's get back to the episode. All right, traders, welcome back. So today I've got a solo episode. I'm sitting down with Madison, as most of you know her on Twitter as Mads the Trader. Mads, it's good to have you. How are you? It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm great. Thank oh. you. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to this. It's good to have you. Just, just to get to know, you know, I think um, your presence online has grown a lot, but people maybe haven't heard your story, haven't gotten to know you, you know, behind the Twitter a little bit. So that's why I wanted to have you on today, just to Shed light on some of the women in the industry. I recently had Tori Trades on. Mm -hmm. She was great. I'm sure you're going to be great. Yes. I know you have a lot yes. of things going on as well. So like we've got a lot of commonalities. I know we might be seeing each other in London in a couple of weeks. So things are good. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so really quick, before we get in, Madison, with all the questions I have for you, could you tell us, mm -hmm. this is a fun question to start. You know, I'm not going to start with something just easy of like, how did you get into <laughs> Tell us about the 13-year-old Madison. Were you entrepreneurial? Were you shy? Were you Ooh. outgoing? Tell us about your childhood and maybe a little bit of the characteristics that developed for you at that time. Oh, that's um, I can't I can't say I've thought about being thirteen in a while, right? So I set you back for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, thirteen-year-old Mads, I have to say, was probably. 
probably quiet at that point um like I didn't I was I was kind of coming to a point where I was starting to find my voice I was always um a bit quiet but I would always speak up for things that I was really passionate about but generally I always like kept kind of to myself I didn't really like confrontation um so 13 year old Mads was definitely not the same Mads that I am today that's the good answer I'm looking for because you know I think a lot of people sometimes end up like the 180 degree difference of how they were as a child. We see certain characteristics within ourselves and we want to develop other ones sometimes. So now fast forward to today, Mads, how have you grown into this entrepreneur, trader, well-known you know, woman in the space? What, what has led to that motivation? What, what pushed you into that direction? I think a big part of it, so I always knew I wanted more from life. I always knew that like going to work for someone else wasn't going to work for me. But I think it was having kids for me that really pushed me into like, right, okay, you now have a son and a daughter. They are looking up to you and they need you to be like a badass basically. And that just kind of, has pushed me to just strive for everything and just take no shit from no one and um yeah just be like a strong a strong role model I love that I love that (laughs) I feel like as a woman in the space I asked Tori this but your dms must be crazy right like my dms are full of a bunch of dudes that want to learn how to make money so your dms must be full of a bunch (laughs) of dudes and probably a bunch of dick pics or something like that right you know what? I don't actually get it that much. Um, I know a lot of girls that I have spoken to in the space, they get it a lot, but I don't know if it's the type of content that people put out, but I get it sometimes, but it's not like overwhelming. Good. Well, that's good. That's good. So all the guys that are following Mads, you guys are doing a good job. Don't bombard her with that. Yeah, you're you're good. You're good. So what was the first thing you did on social media, Mads? Like, were you trading first and then decided to start the Twitter account? Or like, what was your first step into social media? And when was that? So social media for me really started last year. So I had Twitter, I had Instagram, but I was never like Instagram. I was never over like 1500 like it was just people that I knew um and then I I started so I started trading in 2015 um and then I started Twitter last year so it it was a long time since I first initially started trading when I actually brought you to Twitter then so I was on Instagram and I was following all these gurus and it was just I was just at a point where I was like, okay, I know how to trade and I'm becoming, I'm starting to become profitable, but like, I can't keep seeing like the Lambos and the mansions and the cash and like the whole lifestyle stuff. It was just too much. And it was always like, it was always holding me back in a way. So I thought, okay, I'm coming off Instagram completely, completely came off that. But then I was like, okay, I need an outlet. Like I need something where I can talk about trading and investing and everything that it kind of comes with. So I thought, okay, I'll go back to Twitter. So when back in 2019, 2020, when Twitter was like, it was very crypto based, like the whole crypto community was on Twitter. 
I was on there then for that kind of whole thing, but I never really grew a following. It was just people I knew. So I thought to myself, okay, right, I've got Twitter. Like I've got a few people on there that already trade. I'll just go back to that. So it was May last year, went back to Twitter. just started posting charts and different bits about my personal journey um, payouts here and there. And it just kind of blew up. Like it was, I remember like within like three months I was on like 4K um, and all of a sudden now I'm on like over 18K and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know like, crazy. where this came from. I mean, it's, it's because you you post very authentic content. That was what attracted me to your page originally. And like, you're also yeah. not shy to stake your opinion and put your thoughts out there and <laughs> defend them as well. Because I think it would correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, I got to ask you and Sam Cavanaugh kind of got into it a little bit on Twitter, right? What's up traders? The best way to learn how to trade is not through a trading course. I sell a course that teaches my strategies and I'm telling you that honest advice. The best way to really learn how to trade is to watch experienced traders with proven track records navigate the live market. Now, when I got started as a trader, I was able to watch one of Wall Street's best traders live for a full day, just one day, and it made a huge impact on my trading. I still use some of the principles that he shared that day today, six years later. So now as I've built my reputation and my brand as a trading coach, I wanna turn and give the trading community something back. We've started the Netflix for traders. It's called ASFX TV. It's now only $10 per month. It's the same price as Netflix basically, where you can come and watch me and three, four other full-time traders navigate the markets live. And again, this is the best way for you to learn how to trade. You'll see us take trades. You'll be able to participate in some of them if you'd like. It's never financial advice. I have to be very clear about that. It's for entertainment purposes only, but you're gonna actually see how a real full-time trader navigates the London session and New York session every day of the week. So click the link down below in the description. Maybe there's a card flying in on the screen. Take the three day free trial, check it out. See if you're interested. You don't just get the live streams. You actually get to watch the recordings of any streams that you missed as well. So it's a no brainer for $10 a month. It's a no brainer. So check it out. Link down below. Now back to the video. <laughs> we did. We did. You know, he's, a, I had him on the podcast. I like Sam. He's a very strong opinionated man. And you're a you very know strong I did, opinionated I really woman, like him. you know? Yeah, I really like him because you know what? I feel like someone like me, it takes a certain type of person to come back at me and and like put me in my place somewhat. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've spoke like he blocked me for a while, um, but he's unblocked me now. We've spoken a little bit, so we I think we're cool now. <laughs> good, good. And you know what? I think that's the 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 cool thing about Twitter, at least from my perspective, is like on Instagram. People, like you said, it's just the Lambos and the fake stuff. It's like a highlight of a life, a lifestyle you want people to believe you're living. But when you get onto Twitter, you actually have like intelligent conversations sometimes with people that can lead to good dialogue that everybody viewing it can learn from. And like, I think that's one of the good things about the Twitter space and the, the financial space on Twitter specifically, yeah. you know? Absolutely. I always say like if <laughs> when these IG influencers come to Twitter with their like, for example, a recent one, um, I think it's I don't know if it's a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars to a million challenge. And they come to Twitter with these things and everyone on Twitter wants to see the proof, wants to see of course. every straight place, wants to see that you're not affiliated with that broker. We want to know everything. Because <laughs> we've seen so it all. Right. Yeah, they can't get away with it on Twitter. Right, it's true, it's true. Now, when you said uh, you've been trading since 2015, that's very similar to myself. 
What was your, like when in, in 2015, when did you get introduced into the funding stuff? Like, did you go with FTMO way back then? Cause like 2015, the only company out there that was doing the funding stuff was FTMO. Yeah, no, I didn't find out about funding. So prior to 2019, 2020, um, everything was self-funded. Everything was just personal accounts. Um, Hugo's way, <laughs> if you know yep, about same. that. Same, yep, um, yep, of course. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was all self, un until 2019, 2020, it was all self-funded. Nice, got it. So in 2019, yeah. 2020 is pretty recent. Was the first, mm -hmm. I know you're affiliated with Bespoke. Are they the firm that you stepped in yes. with first? Were they around then? No, um, it was, so I started with FTMO. FTMO was nice. the only one I tried. Um, I, did, I did last year, actually, around about this time last year, um mff actually introduced a 300k challenge yep. and i tried them and i absolutely hated them and i've, all, I've really? always said that ever since i hated mff tell us um, why so i'd always it was just the slippage was just horrible like i'd be in oh a well you get slipped to hell MFF so account. of course slip, slip them to hell right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah i'd be in a trade on mff and being a trade on ftmo and mff gets stopped out and ftmo is like nowhere near the stop loss and i'm like okay this doesn't really make sense but yeah, oh, I, yeah I failed that challenge. I thought, i'm never i'm never going back but yeah so bespoke reached out to me um i think it was around april may i want to say um and that was when i was kind of starting to get noticed a little bit and they were growing their account on um, Twitter as well. So they reached out to me just to do a giveaway. Um, so I did that. And then they asked me to officially partner. Um, and then after that, they um, asked me for a phone call one day um, and was like, do you want to be like our content creator? Like basically the face of the brand. Um, and I was like, oh God, like I've never done anything like this. Um, and they said like they'd seen a few bits that I'd done, um, like talking on stage and stuff that I'd done in the past. And they said, if you can do that, then we think that you can do this. So yeah, <laughs> and here That's I awesome. am now. And, and any, yeah. any complaints with Bespoke? Of course you create content with them. So you got to tell us like, cause the audience is going to look into them. What's the biggest con of trading with Bespoke? Because I've heard only good things. So I'm waiting to hear something negative, you know? <laughs> The only okay, if I ha if I have to choose anything because I like I would never partner with a firm that I don't think is like perfect. Sure. The only thing that I can say is some type of con is um eight caps, um market open and market close slippage. Um, it's not the greatest. Um, so the spreads between like so for in the UK it's 10 p.m. I always know at 10 p.m. I'm expecting my position to move like 20, 30 pips. Right. So it's the changeover of days. It's the same thing. Yep, I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. Yep. So eight cap uh, with that, eight cap is really bad. So if you've still got your stop loss that's like 20 pips below, you're gonna get tapped every time, time. You're gonna get yeah. taken out. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to kind of learn to just take my stop loss stop loss off around that time and then put it back on, obviously, when the market's back to normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. but obviously now we've got think markets as well. So they're a lot better. So the spread on them is always around like 10 pips, maybe. Um sure. on market close. So much better. 
yeah, that's that's yeah. the only thing I could no, say. No, and honestly, that's a good answer. That's a really good answer because I think that's one of the areas that a lot of the firms struggle with. What do you make of all of the yeah. firms now? They're all offering the same thing almost. It's almost the same offering wherever you go. So it's now become, I feel like, which influencer and which guy running the company do you like more than this guy? And then you end up going with that firm, whatever yeah. it may be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it is. I think, um, sorry, my camera's just turned off. But no, yeah, I think it is it is very much like who do you prefer which influencer is your favorite right um and i think to be honest that's kind of the route that prop firms have kind of taken it themselves it's not a case of like the audience have taken it there prop firms have kind of come into the space got all of these influencers um and now that is just pretty much what it's become who is your favorite influencer it's interesting my take on it like the the way that these firms have grown so fast is like naturally mm -hmm. that fast growth is going to lead to hiccups there's going to be bumps along yeah. the road there's going to be competition that comes out from every corner of the world but what i think normally competition does in every other industry is it makes the outcome for us as the customer better in the long run we just have to see through all of the nonsense that's happening right now and the best firms will rise to the top and then we'll continue to trade with them the people that know how to trade will go make money with them so i think yeah. it's good overall even though it's a little chaotic right now at the time of us filming this with my forex funds and deal today was the big deal right deals the big deal you know so like it's yeah. it's just a tough time right now but again what industry just goes straight up so it's it's pros and cons but what i've had advocated to people is like, squeeze the funding companies dry as much as you can take that money and get ready to trade it yourself, build your own capital. No one wants yeah. to rely on any other company. I, I hope that nobody would get into funding to rely on a funding company. You eventually should be yeah, trying to take that absolutely. money and grow your own account. Yeah. Yeah. So where yeah. Madison back us up really quick. Where did you learn to trade? Like who taught you how to trade in 2015? Were you in with IML? Like I was in 2015. Was that the way you got into it? No, okay, no. Good. So, um, I had a friend who he was doing Astro FX's course. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Um, so so obviously I'm from the UK. I should have guessed that, Mads, because you're in the UK, right? And yeah. they took over the UK. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, literally, literally. Um, and yeah, and we're all from Birmingham as well. Um yep. so we were all close. So we and I he took me to an event. Um, that was like my first trading event, and I was like, "Oh yeah, like this is good." And then he was like, "Well, I'm doing the course, so you can buy the course book off me." So I ended up buying the course book off him, and I taught myself um, most go. of it. There you go. Did yeah. you find Ash that the Astro information from Astro was was it valuable? You know like, what? do you still use some of it? Yeah, a hundred percent. So, like, if anyone that doesn't follow me, my strategy is literally support and resistance, Fibonacci, um, candlestick patterns on formations. Yeah, so that's what they that teach. Is, that's traditional trading. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, literally yeah. still to this day, the same. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, and it's good to hear that because I had Riz on the podcast a while back and Riz talked a lot about that, the, the kind of like the negatives from Astro. So it is good to hear that someone on the podcast now has actually taken the stuff I mean, that they taught and, and, and made it work for them long-term, but you know, just yeah. like with any, any trading course or anything, there's going to be people that succeed. And then there's going to be a larger percentage of people that fail. That's just this business. You know what I mean? I'm sure you understand that at this mm -hmm. point, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think, like, like I say, Astro, it was very, I think what I trade is very well known. It's very, um, every, everyone trades spot and resistance, but so I think a lot of their content was very baby pips. 
but I have to give them their props for that course book that I put together because I managed to make um, do with it and everything else that they did. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, and you can't, and you're not going to love everything everybody does, right? Like, even if they're your favorite person, they're still going to do something at some point that you don't agree with, for sure. And yeah. I know we don't need to go into too many of the stories. I'm sure we've heard similar ones. You were in the UK, so I'm sure you know more than me, but I won't pick at that too yeah. much. Tell, tell me about how you, um, how you guys started now, you know, with Bespoke and, and the company you guys are now kind of all affiliated with. It's like you and Ke is Kieran, is that how you say his name? And Albert yeah, is involved. Kieran. What What is this FX Connect event that is really developed from some of these funded traders in your area? Because you said they're all near you, right? Like, isn't Kieran like right down the road from you? I think you told me. Kieran is, yeah. Me, so me and Kieran, um, we're literally five minutes away from each other. It's crazy. What a small world. Yeah. I know, but we actually ended up becoming friends through Twitter, but we'd already met each other like years ago doing network marketing. Wow. But then we actually became friends through Twitter, ended up really five minutes away from each other as well. <laughs> that is so funny. So now how have you guys linked mm -hmm. up to start this FX Connect thing? Because I know you have a big meetup coming up in yeah. a few weeks, right? Yeah, so we've got one coming up. So when this is being recorded, um, a yeah. few uh, in four days, we have an event coming up in London. Um, and then in December, we'll have um, the big London event. Why is so, yeah. that? Uh, why did the Birmingham event get moved to London? Was the audience like oh. growing in London? Yeah. So most of the people that wanted to come are in London. And we had so many messages from people saying like, please, can you just do it in London? Um, so we just thought, well, like most of the fan base is there. Well, fan base, whatever you want to put the following um, yeah. is there. So it makes sense to do it there but moving it to London meant that we could have more speakers um a better venue there was just a lot more that we can do with London so it just kind of made sense yeah can you share with everybody I know we kind of talked about this when we met a couple of weeks ago what's the vision of FX Connect because this is separate from the funding company stuff this is separate from your own trading really right yeah yeah so FX Connect pretty much it started from so in June, I don't know if you've heard of EYL, Earn Your Leisure. Um, no. They were having, so they're like a, they do this thing called InvestFest. That's um, US based. Um, and they're just all about investing, like property, stock market, et cetera, et cetera. So they were holding an event, an event in London in June, um, which me and Katie were attending. So me and Katie also met through Twitter. Um, and we realized that we were both going to the same event. So like meeting each other through Twitter, we booked like seats next to each other, blah, blah, blah. But we'd never actually met. So we'd um, tweeted about the fact that we were going to this event and like, was anyone else on Twitter coming like to do a little meetup kind of thing? Um, the day before that event also was the Fivers event um so we realized that there was going to be a lot of traders around London during that time so we thought okay right we'll do some kind of meetup so we both tweeted about it and it just kind of blew up like there was a lot of people that were interested in doing some kind of networking event before this EYL event so Kira messaged me because he saw my tweet and he was like this could be really good like do you want any help with this kind of thing? And I was like, well, yeah, like if you want to, yeah. So me, Katie and Kieran um, created a group chat 
and we just planned this networking event we, we didn't even have a name fx connector wasn't a thing um i'd had because i'd tweeted about it i'd had another prop firm message me and ask me if they could sponsor but because i'd previously worked with bespoke i thought i don't want to be that person that's like jumping from prop firms so i messaged bespoke and i said these guys have said this would you be interested in doing it and they were like absolutely smart move, smart move. yeah so yep they were like absolutely um they sponsored the event um and we became fx connect um bespoke helped that. us with all the graphics literally every, we, we gave them a name they came back with like different logo ideas they helped us with everything um and fx connect was kind of born so fx connect is me katie and kieran um we own it we have bespoke um as a sponsor and now we also have darwin x as a sponsor as nice. well very nice which is big very yeah, big. Um, that's awesome so yeah the vision what's the goal connect is, yeah like what's what's the next vision is it just going to be continued meetups is that the idea and then just take it all over the world pretty much yeah but i think we don't want to keep it just fx we want it to be like business connect like we want it to be everything so like property trading um like accounting things like we want ev everything that you could possibly think of to run a business start a business um trade invest whatever it is we want to have something there for everyone so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot bigger than what it is now um but baby steps to get baby there. steps <laughs> baby steps but i love it i love the concept i think like one of the things I've tried to do is I, I've tried to host seminars all over the country. I've done the one in London last year. Now I'm coming to London again and hopefully seeing yeah. you guys in December for this other one. But like when you get people together in a room that all share the same passion for money and investing and trading, the conversations are incredible. There's no, yeah. like I never, when I market my event, I never market it well enough about the networking and the power of like getting in a room with other people that have similar goals, yeah. but they're from a totally different background and you can instantly bond and connect with each other. And maybe you end up doing business in the future. It's just so impactful exactly. that I think people, especially traders, like they underestimate the yeah. power of networking, but like, look at Twitter, like my podcast has helped me meet so many people. And now it's opened up doors for me to come and speak at the yeah. event with you guys and like create relationships. So I think traders should be networking more, which brings me to my next question, Mads. Can you give us some of the traders who have influenced you along the way? whether they're traders who have written books or maybe people that are popular on Twitter now, can you give some of the people listening some names of stuff to maybe check out? Yeah, so the only two people that I really followed once I was like, right, okay, I'm taking trading seriously was, um, so the first one was, I think, I think Tori was first. So I was getting into a little bit of crypto. So I started following Tori. Um, and that was back when he was doing Cryptonary with Ash yep. with Astro. Yep. Um, so I was I had the Cryptonary course and then he left them, started um I think it was Crypto Wizard, he started just after that. Um and now obviously he does innovation markets, but also his business partner Bernie, when they were separate, Bernie was also another one. So his community being in there actually kind of um what following what he was doing back in like I think that was 2019 2020 that really helped me to refine my strategy of what I'm doing now um 
so yeah Tory and Bernie obviously now they've come together and they've got innovation markets that is the only thing that I would ever recommend to anyone like that is the only course or app or website whatever that I would ever recommend anyone wow. to go to that's that's strong that's strong I, lo I love I yeah. love that I, I've actually never heard of innovation markets so definitely something for me to check out too I love that what about any trading books or any podcasts anything else you like listening to of course other than my podcast you know what I'm saying other than this show <laughs> of course <laughs> of course um yeah to be honest the majority of the podcasts in the forex space I've listened yeah. to over the years um whatever it's been whether it's just audio or video yeah. um that's something that I just put on even now like on a night time rather than what just consuming rubbish I'll just put on a podcast and just listen um but I think everyone's gonna say trading in the zone and stuff like that but I've, I, like I'll be honest I've never actually listened to it or read it the whole way through like I've heard snippets here and there but I like it's just not something that I, I would rather read like a book like that like I don't need to specifically learn about trading psychology I think psychology in general is just okay yeah. um but yeah hey, that's something really you and Sam agree on Sam said that on my podcast it's it, you and Sam both said <laughs> trading psychology is bullshit so there you go that's that's something we should connect I mean there, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's completely bullshit. I think no, it matters. It's, it definitely matters, like discipline and all yes. of those kind of things. It definitely matters. Um, but if you but suck at everything it else, to... it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. like if you, I, I've been telling exactly. people, like, if you have no foundation of trading, if you have no technical ability, if you don't understand markets at all, why are you even yeah. worried about trading psychology right now? Like, don't worry yeah. about that. Just under learn why markets are moving. Learn about candlesticks. Learn about the basics first. And then that's yeah. the next step. I think that's the next evolution. So, okay, let's, st let's stay on this because these are, there's good questions I can hit you with from here. What are some of the most important tips then based on your trading style, the way that you see markets? What are some really important tips for new and struggling traders for, from you to think about? In terms of trading as trading? Yes. So the biggest thing that I will say, something that I have um, really started to focus on, even just in the last few months, is stepping back to higher time frames. Stepping back to higher time frames. So I am used to getting entries on like one minute and five minute time frames. That is for the last year, two years, that is where I've been focusing on my entries. But since I've been looking more at like a 15 to 30 minute to get the entry, my levels of stress <laughs> have dropped dramatically. The amount of trades that I'm taking has dropped dramatically. My level of risk management is like top tier now. Like if I do say so myself. And yeah, literally stepping back to that higher time frame is absolutely game changing. Because if you're consistently, and this is speaking from experience, if you're consistently trying to find that bottom and consistently find trying to find that like sniper entry, you are going to get fucked. Because it if you just step down, work out your risk to reward, you don't need to have that perfect entry. And the more that you fight for that perfect entry, the more that you are going to dig yourself into a deeper hole. So stepping back to higher timeframes, just letting it run, being stress-free is an absolute game changer. And like I said, that is literally something that I've only been doing for the last few months. I love that. Would you then agree with this idea, don't buy the dip, buy the strength after the dip? If markets are falling, 100%. instead of trying to pick the bottom, yeah, wait for strength yeah. and then Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's good so to know. With, with my kind of strategy, if I'm putting anything out there, I will wait for a break of 
like so a break of structure so if there's a higher low wait for that to get taken out wait for the retracement and then get back in when you confirm that that is a retracement like you have to be patient right because then you have a confirmation you have a better stop loss you have more of a rule to say if this exactly. happens um this trade is invalid i don't want to be in it anymore rather than exactly. i hope this is the right price and i hope it doesn't hit my stop loss Right. Yeah. Way, way more of a gamble. Yeah. What do you think separates yeah. the traders? This is, this is a good one. Maybe a little tougher question. What separates the traders who are gambling versus the traders who are actually traders in your mind? Risk management. It's a good answer. Absolutely. Give me more details. Like, what do you mean? Managing position size, Absolutely. managing profits. So if you're, if you're entering a trade and you don't know exactly how much you're risking on that trade, then you're gambling. If you're placing a trade with no stop loss, you're gambling. If you're placing a trade that where you don't have like a point of where price needs to get to for you to exit that trade or take partials, you're gambling. If your strategy is not in play, you're gambling. Um, but yeah, risk management. And if your strategy is not, not there, which again, for me, like, it's still something that I struggle with. If I see like a bullish engulfing and maybe it's on a trend line, I'll take the trade. But that's not the strategy that I trade now. I trade Fibonacci and support and resistance. So you need to just stick to your strategy and manage your risk. <laughs> that's a great answer. When you trade, when it comes to the pairs that you're trading, are you only trading Forex? And when you yes. say higher time frame, would that mean going from 15 minute to daily directly? Or can we go 15 minute to one hour? Like when you specifically say, you know, management on a higher time frame to get a bigger picture, what does that look like actually for you? Yeah. So if I'm, so I'll generally get my entry on like the, the 30 minutes, the 15 minute, but when I'm managing the trade and looking at like, right, okay, what's going to happen with this? I'm looking at more like one hour, four hour because realistically the lower you go it doesn't matter what the it doesn't matter what the candlestick looks like it's more important about the levels and the hourly and the four hour they're going to show you the better levels are you taking an entry on a four hour no okay so you'll go to a lower time frame then to take the position yeah, so entries entries always 15 to 30 15 30 minutes I like that. I saw your trade on GU. I think it was on Twitter. You had a, a tight mm -hmm. stop loss on it. Are most of your trades tight stop like that? Um, generally, I like to have my trades like 10 to 20 pips. Okay. Um, but when I'm trading like GU, for example, and that was like a bottom trade, that is, I'm willing to take a little bit more of a pip stop in terms of that. But my risk to reward is still going to be the same. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. With yeah. that type of a trade, will you look to have multiple trades like that, that are high risk reward, tight stop loss all within the same day? Or are you looking for these more in like yeah. a week? Yeah. So I okay. recently took a trade on EJ. I took that on Monday, closed it yesterday. Got that it. was, um, yeah, that was like, that's the only trade that I'm in. Got it. So you'll look for trades for multiple days. So does that mean you're maybe taking five to 10 trades a week, something like that? Yeah, it, it used to be like that. Now I'm down to more like three to four. That's how so I So because I'm too. trying to hold, because I'm entering on higher timeframes, I'm expecting the to hold the trade for longer rather than just getting in and out. Yeah. So yeah. Love that. 
out of the, I want to bounce back to a, uh, our FX Connect topic. Out of all the people speaking this weekend, who are you most excited yeah. to, to hear from? Definitely, I think David Bell. Yeah? Um, yeah, because you know what it is? I didn't know who David Bell was at first. It was Kieran that told me who he is. Um, and Kieran's a massive um, Tom Dante fan. Of course. So... Him being a huge fan of him, he um, told me about Bell and said that they're really close. And um, yeah, I think he is going to drop a lot of bombs, a lot of swearing, which I love. Of course. But I think he's going to be um, very interesting to hear. How do you get Tom Dante uh, to come speak? I can't, I, I would like, everyone's asking me, they're like, you got to get Tom to come to one of your seminars. I'm like, I don't think Tom yeah. would come to one of my seminars if I paid him a million dollars. Yeah, no. So we're hoping that like David is going to put in a great word for us. <laughs> so, That's really um, what it has to be. You know what I mean? That's what it's yeah. got to be. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we're hoping, um, yeah, we're hoping for that. So maybe he might be at an FX Connect event. We hope he is. And if That'd you're watching- Please come. come on, Tom. Let's do it, Tom. In London in December. I'm looking. Uh, yeah. I was looking through your Twitter today, too, Matt, just to look at some other stuff, not just your trades. I saw the picture yeah. with the Vima, the Vima can. I was in Vima when I was 18. Really? I oh swear to God. God, I was in college. Love I remember that. they came in and they talked to us about like network marketing and how if you could just get yeah. your friends to sign up, you would make a bajillion dollars. And then like yeah. some of the big Vima guys ended up coming to my college and speaking there. And they had the BMW with the Vima sticker on it. And I was like, is that Alex Morton? The... Alex, Alex Morton and Luke Kish. If you remember those guys. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> of course. And I, <laughs> yep. And same. And like Alex Morton is still popular. Like he was able to, out of yeah. all of them, I think he's the only one that still survived. You know what I mean? And he was able to yeah. flip his business and, be, and still stay successful. He's done, um... I've seen him on stage with like Grant Cardone and yep, people like yep. that. He, that's what I'm saying. He wrote a book. He got it. Yeah. He got around the right people. He he reinvented himself yeah. in the right way. What yeah. was your experience with Vima? I'm just curious. So, you know what? I absolutely loved Vima. I have oh, to say, those so drinks were so good. I loved them. And you know what it was for me? So since I was, um, I think I was 18 months old, I was diagnosed with arthritis. Okay. So I've grown up having juvenile arthritis and Every time it comes, so when I did A-levels, I was doing a lot of writing. My hands would always hurt. When I was drinking Vima or Verve, um, I know that was like, I noticed the pain wasn't there. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this, this drink actually works. Like I, I was like, wow, okay, this is amazing. That's um, crazy. The, um, the business side of it, I don't think I think I made about 12 pounds I think I signed one person up um, right I made right. 12 pounds I was bronze right. leader <laughs> yep 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 um yes I never made any any money but the networking no. and the personal development yes absolutely out of this world if yep. I didn't do network marketing I would not be here today a hundred percent agree I feel like I learned not just about public speaking, but just about a lot of self-development. I mean, it sent me down a rabbit hole of watching that motivational type yeah. of content that spiraled into yeah. Gary V for me. And then Gary V for me was a big motivator to create content. And I started my first YouTube channel in 2015. I, I got that. into finance 
through, um, I was selling life insurance. And at the time I was like, all right, I'm listening to Gary V and Alex Morton. I was still doing the Vima thing, I think, but then I left that and then I was getting, you know, trying to get a real internship. And I worked with this financial company called Northwestern Mutual that sells life insurance and investments. And I just remember thinking like, this is the type of career that is really going to help me get to where I want to be unlimited income potential, you know, you build your own schedule. Those ideas came to me because of the stuff yeah. that Alex Morton and those guys yeah. preach. You know what I mean? I think that's 100%. where that originally comes from. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. A massive thing for me as well was the fact that um, Vima had, well, I think it was more Alex Morton had a really close relationship with Bob Proctor. So oh, before course. going into Vima, I'd already, I'd already read the secret. So then I was so introduced to this whole bunch of people that knew about the secret. And I was like, wait a minute, no one else that I know knows about this book. So I was like, right, okay, this is amazing, first of all. But then finding out that Vima had like quite a close relationship with Bob Proctor, I was like, this is like heaven here. <laughs> My, uh, that that's so funny you say that. The Bob Proctor stuff, I feel like, again, one of those guys that is like the OG. And when it comes to personal development, yeah. self-development, you know what I mean? So like, that was another thing that sucked me into it too. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Did you recently also change fast forwarding at one of the meetups, you got to meet Kyle, right? From Jade cap. You met yes. Kyle. What'd yes. you think of him? He is absolutely amazing. I will say, I don't know. If, have you ever been to the, you've been to the UK, haven't you? I have. Yeah. Have you been to Nando's? No. Should I be? So do you know, have you heard of Nando's? No, no, no. What is it? Okay, so Nando's in the UK is like the elite chicken shop. So it's peri-peri chicken. If you come to the UK and you don't have a Nando's, you're doing it wrong. So okay. we, we all went to Nando's. So we had like a speaker's dinner. We all went to Nando's. Kyle came um, and with Rodrigo as well. They'd been to the Fivers event. Yep. They came and met us. And... Um, Kyle ordered the absolute worst combination of Nando's that you could ever order. So with Nando's, you like you choose what kind of chicken you want, choose how spicy you want it, and then you choose your sides. Um. So yeah, Kyle will never live that down. That's so funny. Wait, so now that when I went out with him, I went up to New York and I met him and I met Riz and I met um kit the ict concepts guy and yeah, we all went okay. we me and kyle had uh had ramen after because my video guy vince he loves ramen so i always make sure when we're together okay. we go get ramen and kyle's asian vince is asian i'm like all right well, i'm taking the asian boys to get ramen right. like it's a no-brainer i go yeah. to the ramen i ordered some fish ramen i was like kyle at that place and it was awful i didn't even eat it and i like i bought everybody lunch and i didn't even eat it so i was kyle in that situation but he's a really good guy i i like him a lot because there's not many people that like, again, like not to say like myself, but like I am active in the markets. People know I'm trading like yourself. Like they know, like there's a difference between people that just talk and then the people who are talking, but they're also involved in trade. <laughs> Kyle's like involved in trading. Oh, so he's like, Kyle is doing it. Yes. Like, so we, um, we set um, Kyle up with, um, I think it was with Darwin X and, um, like he's absolutely killing it <laughs> smashing it i mean because the guy can actually trade and, and public, you know what's interesting you it. yep it's public and you can see and you know like yeah. he's a really good example of somebody who can go from a full-time career in another really good business and transition and take that success and put yeah. it into trading and i think that's one of the reasons he's really good is he already tasted success in his life because like a lot of the guys that i coach i find that like if they're like i have the mentorship program that's like our high ticket item the guys that come into that they 
the guys that do best in that program are entrepreneurs already full-time yeah. traders, people who have already tasted success in their life. I, honestly, the hardest two people for me in coaching are the brand new guy that's 18, 19, 20, and wants to make money tomorrow. And yeah. the guy that's 40 and has been trading for 15 years and has all these bad habits and still doesn't make money. Those are the two hardest yeah. to coach, but I'm lucky. Yeah. The podcast brings me people sometimes that are successful business people. They haven't started trading yet and they want to get into it and they come to me because they have some money to spend. So they're like, let me do this the right way. Get with somebody that's doing, those are the easiest people to coach because they don't have any of the bullshit, any of the bad habits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 100%. It's crazy. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So Mads, yeah. final couple of questions for you. If you could go back to when you first got into trading and give yourself advice, one thing, what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say, I think if going back to when I first started trading, so 2015, 2018, I was not taking it seriously at all, but I was still putting a lot of pressure on myself in terms of like, I want to be rich and I need all these lovely things. It would be to just enjoy life. Just, just, just chill out just enjoy your life a little bit like you've got plenty of time to be this rich successful woman like just enjoy life <laughs> i love that i love that what do you think for like a new trader who has a really large watch list uh, this is a specific question because you you trade okay. forex more than me i have a lot of guys okay. that have like they're new that advice you just gave would be great advice for them to follow but they also have yeah. like this you know 16 pairs that they're looking at every day do you think that that's profitable? If Can it be profitable to be looking at so many pairs or do you have to niche down? Because I find you got to niche down. So I want to hear from you as a Forex trader. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's definitely possible. Um, I've definitely seen traders do it, but I would 100% recommend going down to three, if not two or one pair so for me, I predominantly trade Euro JPY. Um, that's my favorite pair. Um, sometimes I'll branch out like GU or GA, but predominantly I focus on less is EJ. more. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I find that traders just like they try to do too much, you know? And I think what yeah. you've said here in the podcast in a lot of ways over your journey, you've slimmed it down. Mm -hmm. You slimmed down the stuff you well, were yeah. learning from, you slimmed down the watch Absolutely. list, you slimmed down the, you know, all of it. So I think that that's all very, very good advice for people that mm -hmm. uh, that are trying to start getting this thing popping. No, but Madison, this has yeah. been great. Yeah, I can't, the hour flies by. I know we had some uh, know, camera good. issues, but it's okay. <laughs> I, I had my camera died a little bit, but it's good. We got it through. We got it through. So now Mads, <laughs> tell everybody what's going on with you with the rest of the year. I know we mentioned the London event coming up in December, but let's make sure they know about that. Where can they go to find more details? Should we send them to your Twitter? Should we send them to FX Connect? What do you think we should do? Yeah, so the best place to go right now is Twitter. Everything gets posted on Twitter. Website is there, but... Twitter is where you're going to find all like the up to, up to date information. So that's FX Connect underscore. Um, and yeah, the next, well, we've got, our, as I say, recording this now, we've got an event in a few days. So we're building up to that now. Um, really looking forward to that. Um, and then, as you mentioned, in December, that is when we're going to have like, that is going to be like the statement event of like, right, we are here and we're going to take over. <laughs> I love um, it. So yeah, that's going to be in December. But yeah. up until then, um, every week we hold Twitter spaces. We're starting YouTube. 
um where we'll have a guest on every week talking about different things um so yeah there's we've got so much coming for this year I love it. I love it. And I'm I'm actually having Kieran on the podcast in a couple of days, I think. So that'll be good to follow up with your episode. Love to have that. Him come on it. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to see you in London, Mads. I can't, I can't thank you enough for no, giving us wait. the time. I can't thank you enough for having me at the event. So for everybody, as long as all things work out, I'll be doing my seminar on Friday and then I'll be at the FX Connect event on Sunday in December. So yeah. if you want to be there, it's going to be the statement event. It's a statement weekend in London for traders. It, it is, Basically, it you should just be in London that weekend because shit's going to go London. down. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Just hang out outside if you don't care. If you can't buy a ticket, yeah. you'll still hear some shit going down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, this has been and great, man. Be, yours is the first, right? And then ours is yep. the third. Yep, yep. Yep. So it's wow. going to be a great couple of days. And, and in between there, the content, the creation, it's going to be trader takeover of, of London that weekend. So it'll be Literally. good. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. But listen, Mads, thank you so much. I appreciate you staying up late no, to get this you. done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody make sure you connect with her. Links are down in the description. We'll make sure that that's all there for them. But until next time, Mads, maybe until December, I mean, we'll talk on Twitter between now and then, but until we, we get to hug and shake hands <laughs> in December, I appreciate your time. And for everybody listening, thank, thank you very you so much. much. Oh, of course. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Bye.